to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Three, two, one. Well, and welcome everybody. This is Man Up, Man Up Podcast number one thirty-seven. <clears throat> Spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys. So we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around, bang! If you're on the southeast side of Texas, then you're pretty close to Houston. Go to the southwest side of Houston, and you'll find Sugarland. That's where we are. And if you're there, you're probably a little bit wet and cold as well. Everybody understands what wet is. Our version of cold is uh, what, like 52? 59. 59 in my truck. 59. So I, I have a, just to put it in perspective, uh, that's our version of cold here in Sugarland. So <clears throat> we're not pastors, we're just regular guys. And we're glad that you're here. You either found us on iHeartRadio, you found us on SoundCloud, iTunes, we're on Facebook. We have a uh, manupspiritualoasis.com is our website. And we are brought to you by Man Up Media. Man Up Media is bringing some great man content. So make sure that you look forward to this. My name is Bill Cox. I'm basically the host. Big round of applause for Mr. Steve Kitch for stepping in. And thanks for letting me back. So uh, what we basically do here is we recognize that men are busy, but you don't get to have the opportunity to have deep philosophical talks about faith with people nowadays, certainly not in this political climate, and unless you're plugged into a local or Bible-based church or something, you probably don't have that opportunity, but you have it here. This is the No Church Answers Tour, and we bring, we have a great uh, panel that we, what we do is we go over a, basically a adult Bible fellowship uh, scripture lesson, we dissect it, um, and because we recognize that men, our time is limited, what we do first of all, I'll introduce our panel, and then we'll also we'll basically give an overview, and because some of this will really speak to you, and then as we go on a little bit longer, we'll we'll just dive in deeper. Uh, <clears throat> this is a diverse group, and that's why I not only introduce them by who they are, what they do, but also some of their hobbies or things, their, their interests. And so with me here, my name is Bill Cox. I'm basically a uh, contractor, a salesman is what I do. I was raised on a farm, but I'm kind of a writer, actor kind of guy. So you might identify with me. We have here also, I mentioned him, he, he stepped it up big time. Uh, Mr. Steve Titch who's a world-class policy writer. He's also a bit of a gambler, so a bit of a uh, risk-taker. And you might, you might even pick some of that up in some of this discussion. Also, we have Mr. Michael Cropper. He is an attorney, but he's also a prosecutor. So he might defend you. He might throw the book at you. You know, he, he might impeach you. Who knows? <laughs> and uh, and we also have here. He's kind of our pan, our, our in-house theologian. He's a world-class trainer, but he's somewhat of an intellectual. And I'm talking about Mr. Robert Koshu. And a person who is not here, uh, he's a class deacon. He's also a uh, amateur cyclist and uh, dog walker. <laughs> Actually, not a dog walker. Dog what, what tackler. Do, dog tackler. Mr. Kyle Trahan, and he's back up on the bend. And Kyle, we hope you're all's going well with you. I'm going to hijack this. 
for just a moment because, I mean, this is man up. This is man stories, and this is things that really happen. Now, I want you to just think back just a few weeks ago, okay? Think about Christmas Eve, okay? Think of about how you were rushing to get everything taken care of, and maybe you had Christmas Eve service to go to, and maybe you were like me and got a, an email from your pastor, hey, Bill, can you do me a favor? I'm out running around. I use my phone because I'm a contractor. Yes, I can do you a favor. Can you get me some gift cards? I have some cancer patients that I need to get taken care of. And you know what? Our pastor is a great guy. I know he ministers to cancer patients. And there's people that need to get taken care of. And you know what? I also knew that he had to get out of town after our service that evening on Christmas Eve. And you know what? Although I'm the worst shopper in the world, I manned up. Yes, I went and I got those cards. And I emailed him back. Got him, Pastor. And he said, send me a picture of it and go ahead and real, reveal the pin. And I'll just send them to the doctor. And you send the receipt, take the receipt to the office, and we'll either cut you a check or cash, whatever you want. And you know what? I did that. I felt pretty good about myself. And you know what? I came to service Christmas Eve, and I went up to the pastor and said, you know what? Pastor, I got those gift cards for you. And you know what he said to me? What gift cards? I didn't want gift cards. <laughs> I had been scammed. Whoa. Yes. And you know what? It, it's, it's honestly, for me, it's not about the money. It's not that it's money that I could afford to lose, okay? But I did lose it, okay? I reported it. I reported to the police. There's a saying out there that says, it's an ill wind that doesn't benefit someone. And you know what? As I talked it over with my wife, who gave me a stern talking to, <laughs> there is a man lesson out of this. And the man lesson for me is this. I don't remember the last time... <coughs> that I was scammed. I really don't. It hasn't really, not that I'm necessarily very skeptical, but it hasn't really happened to me, okay? But two points I want to make out of this, okay? Number one, I wasn't trying to get rich. I was trying to help someone and help the pastor, okay? And my wife said she was proud of me for that. And, you know, I totally appreciate that. But the second point and the man point out of the story that I want to get to, and sorry for taking the long way to get to it, is this. I am going to work hard to not jade my generosity by this one example in my life of being taken advantage of. And I think you know what I'm talking about out there. You men, you give your money and maybe your time and someone takes advantage of it and it jades you, it keeps you from being willing to do it again. You're cautious. You're cautious. And you know what? That is something that I'm going to work hard to not take from this episode. So, and with that, I just wanted to throw that out there. And if that's ever happened to you, now you know someone else who's in the same boat with you. And so, with that, it's great to be back. This is uh, podcast number 137, hard to believe. Uh, but it is. And we are in Colossians this particular one is spiritual intimidation and uh, gonna go ahead and go around the room and uh, just get a basic overview and start with uh, Mr. Steve Titch. Well this um, 
picks up right after last week's study where we looked at the overall completeness of Christ. In fact, the verse begins, therefore, it is a, it is a wrap-up. And in it, Paul, Paul's already talked about uh, that Christ is all you need. There are no additives. And in this section, he goes into uh, aspects to watch out for. Uh, different, you know, and and in, in short, the theme continues. There is no Christ plus, and don't let anybody talk you in to the idea that there is that there's something else aside from the cross that you have to do to attain salvation. Excellent, Michael Cropper. Yes, this week is it's very good. Uh, Steve, the uh, the first few lines are, are, are uh, let no one judge you in regard to your food or drink or into the festivals that you attend or a new moon or a Sabbath day when you attend festivals. Folks, when you do come to Christ, you come as a new person. These things were spoken of in the Old Testament that in fact there would come a day when, when God would send an individual and the Jews looked for him as a Messiah when he would come into your heart and come into your life and he would control you through the Spirit and he, the Lord would place the laws of the Old Testament into your heart so that you would be guided by the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say it in those words particularly in the Old Testament but but Paul explains uh, this and it does say that you will uh, is, is it Jeremiah who write, I will write Jeremiah the law writes I will write your law in my heart. He does say in my heart, yes. doesn't he? Good, thank you. Yeah. And in, in well, we'll get into it later. No, in John, I'm, I'm in, John in, in the Gospel of John, Jesus drives that point home. Yes, yes. So the, these laws will be put in your heart, folks. So uh, the point I'm in here, in the Old Testament, you were given a long list of, what do we say, 653, 683 rules mm-hmm. and regulations and through the Mosaic Law that you had to follow if you were a practicing uh, um, Jewish believer that and, believed and in all the Lord, sorts right? of all sorts of commentary through the Talmud on it as yes. well. Uh, you know, yes, you're correct. Centuries of wisdom and interpretation. So uh, Paul says, don't get caught up in that. We're going to get into that. In fact, he talked about that last week in ways when we talked about the, uh, the lesson, mm-hmm. Steve. So he says, let the Holy Spirit guide you. Don't let people tell you what to do. So I'm looking forward to this lesson. It's really, really, really good. Professor. Yeah, it's interesting because Steve talked about, and we kind of hit a lot on this last week, about Christ plus or Christ and. And I, I was reading through the book and... I'm pretty convinced the author and I are around the same age. I, I looked him up in the front and tried to find out the author of these lessons and tried to see how old he was, if they said, because him and I have to be the same age because he talked about going to church camp and all you heard about when you went to church camp is Baptists don't drink, Baptists don't dance, Baptists don't do this, Baptists don't do that, no rock music, can't go shopping on Sundays, can't, you know, just long, long laundry list of stuff. And then he gets to college and he's hanging out with this Christian group and he gets judged by some other friends because he doesn't speak in tongues. And it just, it, 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 it's, it's a s- subtle form of Christian inter- intimidation and, and we've become masters of it to the detriment of the overall church because we use it as a way to and, and I'm going to use a word that I think gets way overused these days. I think it's used by some Christians to bully people. You know, and, and, and that's not a word I throw around. I'm, I'm, I'm very much a sticks and stones will break my... Mm-hmm. Stick and st- sticks and stones will break my right. bones, but words will never hurt right. me right. back in the day, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but I do think it's used... In the church, it, and it, I think this is going to be a great discussion. It also hurts the church. Oh, oh, oh you look because, because the way the media doubt. is, the way the media and the culture is, the media and culture are not out to interview or feature someone like Taylor or someone like the pastors who write our studies. They will go like this week is the example: the Christian school that expelled a kid because they wore a rainbow sweater. And I missed that, thank goodness. Yeah, thank goodness. But, but that's the story 
that makes headlines because what it does yeah. is fit it, the cultural narrative about Christians. It, it, it wasn't the story about, and, and I will look this up and find it. There was a story. There are two churches kind of on the outskirts of San Antonio, Austin, over in that area. Mm-hmm. They're cowboy churches. What a cowboy church is, for those who don't know, mm-hmm. it's basically a church that's held like in a cattle barn. Now, they have air conditioning, mm-hmm. some of them, but they have Western music. Everybody dresses Western. It's popular in the West. <coughs> in the West. Right. You know, they do, you know, Western music is their hymns. Mm-hmm. Um, they're apt to have rodeo afterwards, followed mm-hmm. by a barbecue. I personally think it's great, but um, there were two cowboy churches that settled over $130,000 worth of medical debt for people that had medical debt. That's not a story that's being blasted. That was on some third-rate news station I saw on on a TV in Austin this week. You know, and it was a very it wasn't the central point of the story. It was an aside of the story. <coughs> but but actually, I didn't yeah. get into this yeah, because there are yeah. people who would be appalled in a cowboy church. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, playing right. country western music. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But there would be. It's, well, well, <laughs> I remember when I was in the Navy, and uh, I'll get to reading the scripture real quick, a, a quick little story. And, uh, and, and it's so funny that you brought up about uh, talking in tongues. That's not a, a thing in the Mennonite church, which is my parents were Methodists. I went to Mennonite, Methodist and Mennonite church, but I basically identify with Mennonites because I just I love them and it just seemed more real to me. And uh, I was invited to go to church, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I admit I'm a church tourist. When when I'm out on tourist? Sunday, <laughs> no tourist. Tourist. Uh, when I'm out, when I'm out, and somebody invites me, and I'm not able to go to my, yeah, I'll go. Let me let's mm-hmm. check it out. And uh, it was so funny that professor brought that up because I had someone ask me, "Have you ever spoken in tongues before?" And, and I was I a teenager that. then, and you know what? I did not even know what that was because I'd never even heard of it. And uh, and he goes, well, that's the difference. He he goes, and that's the difference between being fourteen karat gold and twenty four karat gold. That is, that and is you know exactly what? That is you know what? And you know what? And you know what I said with it? I said, you know what? You said I'm the twenty four karat. No, I told him. I said, at least I'm the right color. <laughs> you know, I mean, that was the only thing. I mean, I was uh, I was in the navy. I was you know seventeen. That was all I could think of. But uh, but you're, that's absolutely correct. Like what you said, and I never really thought of it as bullying because I'm a fairly big guy. Yeah. And I don't take that well, kind of and, and crap. Like I but, said, you know, that's, that's not a phrase I throw around lightly because I think it's way overused mm-hmm. in the culture. Right. Well, n- no question about it. But it was their way of trying to say that our denomination is better than your denomination. Yep, that's what that, and, then, and you know what? I, I'm here for the next hour. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm fairly certain that whether you think I'm 14 or 24 karat, uh, in about 61 minutes is not going to matter one bit. But anyway, uh, gosh, great to be back. Thanks, guys, for having me. Okay, we're, uh, we're in Colossians. Uh, Colossians 2, uh, this is 16 through 23, correct, fellas? Yep. Yeah, we were. Okay. Therefore, no one is to act as your judge in regard to food or drink or in respect to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day, things which are a mere shadow of what is to come. But the substance belongs to Christ. Let no one keep defrauding you of your prize by delighting in self-abasement and the worship of the angels, taking a stand on visions he has seen, inflated without cause by his fleshly mind, and not holding fast to the head from whom the entire body, being supplied and held together by the joints and ligaments, grows with a growth which is from God. If you had died with Christ to the elementary principles of the world, why, as if you were living in the world, do you submit yourself to decrees such as Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, which all refer to things destined to perish with use, in accordance with the commandments and the teachings of men. 
These are matters which have, to be sure, the appearance of wisdom in self-made religion and self-abasement and severe treatment of the body, but are of no value against fleshly indulgence. Okay, before we go any further, I'm just I'm going to throw a disclaimer out because we're going to throw a lot of things out about don't do this, don't do that, and how that can be a bad thing. Anybody who hears us has to know right now, go listen to next week because we're going to talk about what it means to really live in Christ next week. Preview! Okay, now let's dive in. <laughs> nice, nice. Robert's going to talk about all these negative things. I am, I am. Well, cause, because, because part of it is... Well, part of this is, is, well, if, if, if everything is open to you, then where does spiritual discernment? Correct. And, Correct. But, but let's not, yeah, we're going to go there. This is, the, we're going almost through this study virtually five verses at a time. Yep. So we've got, we're, we're pretty narrow. So, so yeah. this is, this is, this is cool stuff because um, I, no denomination gets off. A free on this. I, oh, I, absolutely. I, I think, I absolutely. think, the, I think the, the, the Baptists definitely have legalism. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. They, we talked about we talked about mysticism speaking in voices and and not to sing up anything out. Uh, the the yeah. other I, the author the author identifies legalism, mysticism, and asceticism. Uh, they do overlap, but there's three types of spiritual limitations. The Catholics have asceticism: no meat on Fridays, uh, fasting, all all these rules. Um, the the Catholics I say gave us self-flagellation. Yep. Which, which right. to be fair, by the 13th century, the Catholic Church itself had declared it a heresy. Nonetheless, the idea of hurting yourself, of not not of suffering, which happens, but of of putting intentionally, suffer, intentionally hurting, yourself. hurting yourself for the sake of doing it, and this is where the real heresy comes in to achieve forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Because what you're saying by hurting yourself by saying I must suffer, you're saying Christ on the cross's suffering was not enough. Enough. Yep. And that's and and that's that's wrong. <laughs> that's just yep. wrong. And don't and and again, these are among the things you know. And they still go around. You hear people. You God does not impose penalties on you in your in this temporal life. There are consequences. We've talked plenty about that. But you do not suffer for your sins. Yep. That's that's your that's a, your, your mm-hmm. sins are not the cause of your problem. Mm-hmm. The consequences that result from those mm-hmm. sins end up being the problem. Mm-hmm. Because we, you know, because if you go and do something wrong, you might go see Mike. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. I mean, I mean, right. you you know, you you really mm-hmm. will. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that that part of where we've gotten is is we've got to sit back and realize that everything is permissible as I think it's Paul says everything is permissible but not everything is good for me you know I, I actually I should as an asterisk out there because I am a lapsed Catholic, former Catholic Martin Luther practiced self-flagellation yes he did and and and, and this comes into next week it, it, one of the verses he draws from is next week so that's another part of it but the idea of putting your flesh to death but uh-huh. that, that key <laughs> phrase in Romans says it's supposed to be the spirit that's doing it, not you. Yep. Uh, as an aside, so because I know there, if, if you, so it is not was not necessarily exclusive to the Roman yep. church, um, but there you are. <laughs> okay, so go, go ahead. And I think we have. Getting, we're getting ready to take our hard break. This is man up, man up, spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys. This is podcast number one thirty seven. We will be. You are listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. Originating out of Sugarland, Houston, Texas, USA, it's the faith-based man podcast that women enjoy too. Called authentic, timely, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been encouraging and entertaining audiences since 2016 and continues to be one of the fastest-growing shows in its segment. Want to book a speaker, show, or post a comment? Go to Man Up on Facebook or our website, www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now, back to the No Church Answers Tour and the Fellows of Man Up. And welcome back. This is Man Up. Uh, Man Up Podcast number 137. We're talking about spiritual intimidation. And if you're out there listening... and. I, I really thought that uh, the fellows 
really summarized this great about how essentially different denominations use this to to bully each other and, and, and that kind of thing. So I want to go ahead and uh, continue on with this discussion. Steve, what were you uh, talking about? And I had something oh, to do. Mike okay. made a comment when we were getting started about, so last week Mike said this was written by an attorney. Last week's the section lesson. we were looking at. Yeah, yeah. because where, where Paul could have used three words, <laughs> He used 500, right. <laughs> like That's attorneys. Right. That's right. <laughs> this week he said it was. this section was written by a religious attorney. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and so, Explain the difference. Yeah, I to Explain the difference. <laughs> Between a religious and attor- attorney and a, and a non-religious attorney? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm a religious attorney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending you to the chair, but I'm going to pray for you while I do. No, I'll, t- I'll tell you, the, what, the reason this came up before me was with, I was looking at this, but you're always saying I could either prosecute you or defend you. And Paul here defends them. To me, he says, don't let somebody tell you what food you can eat, what you can drink. Right. Don't let somebody tell you what festival or, or celebration, worshiping God, the new moons, whatever it was, <laughs> the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody tell you what you should do. It's in your heart. It's in the Holy Spirit. Put Christ first. And I thought, you know what? He's defending the people here. And for the first time, I actually believe Bill was right. I could defend somebody, even though right. I'm a prosecutor. Right, right. So that, that's why that came to my mind. Um, well, the, 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 and, and, and real quick, and you guys can join on this. Folks, you don't hear those words mentioned that Steve mentioned. Legalism, mysticism, asceticism by Paul. What he's doing is he's addressing those particular philosophies or theories that are intimidating. And the practices. Yes. And the practices. Yes. And you have to read this several times to get this, what, what right. Steve is telling and what, what Bill has mentioned, Robert. Uh, the legalism, of course, is, is on Sunday you cannot go out and you cannot pick up a, a book or you cannot drive your car or you couldn't do whatever back in, in, in the pharisaical laws. Uh, you couldn't carry anything. You could carry a. You could carry your baby to church and walk to the synagogue if it wasn't over, say, three blocks, whatever the distance was. But that baby could not carry something. You couldn't carry a book in that baby's arms and go to the synagogue. This is legalism. That's why. And I made the comments about about it sounding like a person who wrote this was a was an attorney. So the legalism part of it had to do with. You uh, don't don't listen to what they say when you can only eat certain foods. And, and Steve addressed that. He said the Catholic Church said you can only eat fish on Friday. There's a numerous other things, right? And then the uh, the the mysticism part came up. Um, he says, but Paul tells him, and, and mysticism has to do with visions, and uh, and y'all can help me define this. But visions and special knowledge that you can only obtain through what spirits. Or oneness with other spirits and believes in certain. Well, things. something that set you apart. Well, for, for like like the example, like what Robert said about speaking in tongues and what that guy talked talk yes. to me. Uh-huh. They're better. They're it's more kind of gold. They're more thing, golden right? than me. Yeah, than ooh, because uh, they're plugged in. It, it's almost yes. and, and speaking right. in tongues is not part of this at all. I just want to be clear of that. But it, but it's almost the Gnostic idea of secret knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's right. really where this yes. is coming from, right. and where Paul is talking about. Because in here in the verses, he talks about uh, delighting in self abasement and the worship of angels, taking his stand on visions he has seen, inflated without cause by his fleshly mind. Yes. You know, and that's really what he's talking about. Is he's talking about people that purport to have the knowledge <laughs> and to get it you've got to do what I'm telling you to do and pay attention to yeah. so continue well, yeah well it, it's good because I read the author of the uh, teaching guide made some comments about it he says it was not unusual then to trust in dreams you had and visions Joseph uh, other uh, members of the Old Testament I come right off my head I can't come uh, uh, pardon me tell you examples right off but you God spoke to men in visions he spoke to prophets in visions sometimes King David sometimes others uh, Paul he spoke to Paul he said go to Macedonia right mm-hmm. 
and, and preach the gospel to him. So it was not unusual to have a vision or a dream back then from God. And that was sort of mysterious or a mystique to those who didn't receive the vision. So that's where this, uh, the, the word mysticism comes out. So he's saying don't let those people come to your church or come to you and tell you you're doing wrong because they have received a vision from God and this vision directs you and how you serve Christ, right? Yeah. God, yeah, we all, it's about control. That's, right. that's yes. some of the signs here. It's about And actually, Paul, Paul is way ahead of his time. I mean, all of these things that had examples in his time, the Gnosticism, mm -hmm. the, the festivals, still reflect now. And mm -hmm. one of the things, that he, he speaks to festivals and Sabbaths because um, there was this tendency to take a way of expressing one's faith and codifying it into a requirement of faith. Absolutely. And Think that's, that's, no question. that's no, where yep. things okay. get hairy. There's nothing. No, certainly, there, certainly you should, I mean, yeah, you should celebrate the Sabbath. We talked about that as, yes. the, as and keeping it holy. Now, for if, if you were in Judea, the Sabbath was Saturday. After the resurrection, yeah. gradually, and I don't know the time frame on it, it shifted to Sunday, but probably there were some people in the Colossian church. So we celebrate the Sabbath on Saturday, and if you're not celebrating it on Saturday, you're doing it wrong. That's right. Yep. And and then they'd have arguments about it. And and yep. where Paul is saying honor. <laughs> well, and, and, and part of it is the commentator N.T. Wright, I'm reading his book, Colossians and Philemon. Philemon, mm -hmm. ah, I can't talk today. Mm -hmm. From the Tyndale New Testament commentaries, he actually thinks that the heresy was actually Judaism itself. Mm -hmm. Not Gnosticism, mm -hmm. as we've been talking about, but it was Judaism itself, and it was Judaism in a strictly legal mm -hmm. sense because in addition to everything else, <clears throat> pardon me, what it was doing was it was presenting itself as just another religion alongside paganism and others mm. so that Judaism looked like it was the fulfillment of Christianity, not the oh. other way around, mm -hmm. where Christianity is the actual fulfillment of Judaism. And I thought, that's an interesting take <laughs> as I read it. Yes. But but he's but he's talking about it from that sense that, you know, it's not about it's about the control. As you said, it's about who's controlling. So one other one, Mike. I know you want to talk about that one, so because okay. I've got a converse to it. Well, actually, Steve hit on it pretty darn good. You talk about asceticism. Steve talked about flagellation, where a number, even our, some of our ministers, believe that you must hurt yourself to humble yourself before God. Right. Right. So, so that that the the definition of that is severe self-discipline. And avoidance of all forms of indulgence, typically for religious reasons. Well, I, I can think of one thing. I used to fast on Friday, just every Friday. Uh, I didn't necessarily sense the Holy Spirit leadership mm -hmm. in it. I just did it to be doing it. So mm -hmm. the question there is, was I doing that out of legalism, right? Or, or was I doing well, it? Well, it's not a sin for you if you skip to Friday. Right. Yeah. Not, it is That's not. Correct. It is not a. It is. It is one. Fasting is a discipline, and yeah. one actually should do it. It's. It's recommended by uh, Richard Spencer. Oh, it's an uh, author. It's Richard Spencer. Spencer. Um, uh, celebration of discipline. Um, and it's it Foster. is it Richard is, Foster. Foster. Thank you. I was blanking there for a moment. It took me um, a moment. I have later on. I have a good. I have a good Friday fish story though. Um, uh, it's it's, it's okay. a, well, a sign of our time. But that's but but what I'm coming to say. The, the fasting is is not fasting is, not is a way to clear your mind to recognize the and and identify the you know what what it what it you you find out how much your stomach rules you. And you want to gain a little bit of control <laughs> over that, but so it's, it's not, not about it's not about who can fast the longest, right. who can feel miserable the longest. That's correct. <laughs> who right. can, you know, it's that's not a, and and, and, right. and for the and doing it for the sake of oh, I really feel crummy now. I must be close to God. Right. <laughs> really, right. I'm getting closer. Or I'm right. crummier than you, <laughs> and so I'm closer. I'm dying to hear the fish story. Oh, I'm dying to hear the fish story. This is where we've come because I, I thought about now back again. I said I was grew up Catholic. Right now on Fridays. 
especially Good Friday. Good Friday was a day of fasting anyway, but you ate. Now, I remember, because I grew up, you know, 60s, uh, 70s suburban, uh, our fish dinner was like uh, frozen Mrs. Paul's fish sticks, or, you know, my mom would get this stuff, she'd fry it in a pan, it was like filet of flour. What did you have for it breakfast or lunch if you had fish? Uh, I, I don't know what anyway. But no it, meat. And no then, meat. And, you oh, know, no meat. No meat. Okay. And so, okay. so, so okay. the idea, now the idea that I, you know, that I absorbed was that, well, yes, we do it to remind us, to be a little humble, to remind us that we're, you know, a little bit of a vow of poverty, because, you know, that fit, this is where I get to it. We were sacrificing something. The point is, because in, in the 60s and 70s, you had meat every day. If you were, if you were middle class and stuff, you were right. actually sacrificing something and having something maybe you didn't right. particularly like. Well, okay. these days... On Fridays and on Good Friday, I go down to H-E-B and there's a mob around the fish counter buying halibut at $25 a pound, <laughs> lobster, um, salmon, all, all very good. And, and it's all very good fish. <laughs> it's all very good. And it tastes very good. And here's an aside. Frankly, I think you buy the, the supermarket, you get better fish than you can get better meat these days. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's how far we've come. They're not... You don't tell me it's a sacrifice when you're buying three live lobsters to celebrate and, fasting on Friday. It's, it's Steve gets up to the counter and says, do you have any Mrs. Paul's oh, the yeah, fish yeah. sticks? Yeah, yeah. Steve gets up there, yeah. Right. So see, and I, I remember growing up, I grew up in the 70s and 80s in Galena Park, east side of Houston, <laughs> and we actually had fish on Fridays for lunch in the, in the school cafeteria. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It that's was right. a yeah. hardcore wow. set. They did, they yeah. Yes. Because wow. we had to honor the Catholics. <laughs> yes. And so we all got there. So, there even though we weren't Catholic, I was Episcopalian. We got to eat fish too. <laughs> on it Friday. was, you know, cafeteria now, fish. Now, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump on the other side that Paul doesn't talk about, but I think it used what in this that? way. So we talked about legalism, which I totally agree we've got it in our church and the Catholic church. The Episcopal Church, you know, everyone has a strand of it, depending on what you do with it. For sure, mysticism, um, you just don't feel right if you're not doing certain things. Um, aestheticism, I definitely think that exists. And, and I think where you cross the line with it is when you're really denying yourself things and you don't have a reason why. You know, it, it's like, you know, well, my family, just we just don't, ever go out and eat. Why not? You can afford to. Well, we feel better if we don't, okay? It's hard to eat It's hard to eat healthy when I eat out. Okay, I can go with that, but I'm just going to do it because, you know, it's just not right to eat out. Why? You know, it, have, a, have a logic behind it. All right, so here, here's the other one I'm going to throw out. So all the hate mail can come to me on this one. Uh, prosperity stuff. Well, if you're not prosperous... Your faith must be missing. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> because, because that's another form of bullying that exists yeah. in the Christian church I, today. I, yes, I've absolutely. Seen well, you know, well, if turn on if, Joel Osteen at late at night on I'm Sunday where they to do take this show. But, but By it, accident, you know, you fall. <laughs> but, but it really is one of those. It's another form. And and like I said, I'm, I am not, I, I think that's, you know, Put on your big boy pants. He said something bad about me. Put your big boy pants on and, <laughs> you know, deal with it. But this really is, it's used, and it's used to the detriment of the church. And I meant the church universal mm-hmm. overall because we all have lost something when we do that because what do we lose? We lose people who watch the story about the kid being expelled with the rainbow sweater, I would love to find that. It's, it's, it's a, it was a Facebook post. I need <laughs> to find that. But see that, and they go, see, those Christians are just crazy. And what, that, what they've just done, they have just destroyed any credibility I have, my cast, Steve or you, Bill, have as Christians to go talk to somebody about our faith. Because all they hear, all they heard was, Stupid Christian school kicked the kid out because he wore a rainbow sweater. <laughs> you know, and that's what they heard. And they didn't hear maybe there was something else to it. Maybe there was, you know, they didn't hear the other part. All they heard was that because we know that's what the media is going to be betray. 
That's that he was carrying a shotgun, but with mm-hmm. the, the, yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> and but see that, and you're absolutely correct. Uh, it's the negative stories that they want to portray uh, because that's that's their agenda that says. Better like, yet, is that really news? Good, good, good or, is that, or is that an opinion or a commentary? It's, it's something about, out of you know something out of Ohio. Senior writer, yes. Do yeah, you it's a, that it's, news it's, you it's clickbait. That? What it is is clickbait, really. And I was right. on, you know, but it's it's there, it's there, like a lot of things to get an emotional reaction from exactly. right. yep. one way or another. Actually, yes, you know, yes. And, and whether it's, you know, you know, of course, there's this impeachment stuff going on and on that turns out that polling shows that nobody's paying attention to, <laughs> but it's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and so, so yeah, and I've got, you know, and it, and it fits the narrative. That's, uh, it yeah, gets, looking at it, that's, a, it's, it's all, unfortunately, and, and it's, you know, there was always yellow journalism. This is almost a return to those glory days of the the, the Harrison Pulitzers, the Citizen Kane era of the early 20th yeah. century, where you know, put put something on there that and they're not selling papers now, but they're selling clicks. That's so correct. so put, put some idiotic thing that happens in in Toledo, Ohio. Or Lansing, Michigan, or or you know, small town in Iowa that has absolutely no significance to your life, uh, the the United States, the United you know, the economy, anything that affects you, it's just there. It's just there to run now. I'm I'm, I'm going off, but but you know, and that's no, it's that, exactly that, right. that's Correct. one way it gets fed when you got these this outrageous legalism. Um, because it's what it's what is is what it that does not surprise the media. That yeah. basically confirms their prejudices. Well, what you yeah, what you do essentially, and folks, you all know this if you watch the news or anything like that. Much of the news is something that will get you angry, right? Yep. Or get you upset, and just like this, they call it stories, and in fact, what it does, it, it gets you. So angry or riled that you'll watch them the next night. And news stations are all about money, like everything else, right? Who's got the number one rating? Who's got the number two rating? And and if you're the number one news station in the city of Houston, your commercial sponsors are going to pay a lot of money for a a. Um, a a commercial between news breaks and whatever things like that. We had a um, uh, an award-winning producer that was a member of this church, and he was in the the men's group. Yeah. And he had a saying: "If it bleeds, it leads." That's oh yeah, that's and, that's, that's, that's uh, what he said. Um, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll put a challenge. Yeah. Why yeah. Yeah. Because I did this with my son years yeah. ago when he was he was still young. And he wanted, to, you know, was watching the news and it was worried. And I sold him. This is local news. We're not talking about this is your local nine o'clock or ten o'clock news. Guarantee you this: the top three stories on your local news will be either they'll all be about murder or mayhem or something horrible happen. But only right. one of them will be remotely located in your town. I, I I I can make book on that. You're talking about him. I can make a book bet, on that. I, I will bet anybody. That the first two lead stories on your local news will be calamities, right? And they'll be somewhere else. And it's coming <laughs> to get you. And we're totally you know, it, it's it's <laughs> yes, the corona it's coronavirus, and it's going to catch you on the beach. Yeah, that's the thing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, we're coming down to the end. Uh, going to get some final thoughts uh, from the fellas, and uh, if you have any questions. Uh, that would you like to pose to the group? We have a Facebook page that at Man Dash Up. You can post a question. We'll go ahead and handle it here. Or you can go to our website, which is man-upspiritualoasis.com and post a question there. Uh, all of our podcasts are archived on SoundCloud. So if there's any particular one that... Uh, and we have very, very clever headings that will will certainly give you a hint on what you're going to be listening to. So, uh, you're more than welcome to go ahead and uh, find them there. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and go around the room one more time. Get uh, 
get a summary, and I'm going to use uh, Koshu last as the teaser uh, for next week. So, uh, uh, so Judge, your basic uh, summary and takeaway of uh, today's uh, lesson. Yes, folks, uh, don't get so caught up in the rules and regulations uh, in, 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 I guess, uh, in trying to serve Christ. For instance, there, there, are, there is a uh, guidance and rules and, and, and program where you can read through the Bible in one year. Or even lately, there's one that you can go through the Bible in six months. Don't, don't believe that this is necessary for the Holy Spirit telling you you have to do this and give up everything else in order to get through the Bible and get closer to the Lord. That's legalism, folks. Do it at your own pace. Now, what am I, what am I getting at, folks? Put Christ first in your heart. I, uh, I went to church till I was 19 years old. I sang hymns. Uh, I gave an offering, and I prayed. And that, to me, if you read the scripture with us here, uh, that's a shadow of what was to come because when I did finally accept Christ in my life, then the scripture made a lot of sense where it did not prior to that. The songs that I sang in the church made a lot of sense and, and, and blessed me. And then prayer changed also in my life to where, where I really enjoyed it and I thank God for it. So, uh, folks, don't get caught up in so many details that you miss the... Uh, yeah, don't don't get caught up with the trees like I do, and you miss the forest. <laughs> yep. All right, Mr. Steve Titch. Well, like Mike said, doing things in the name of religion, in the belief that they must be done, they must be done to assure salvation or to assure to assure your good standing with God. Uh, that's it, it's not the way it works R really read the Bible I mean other religions I can't talk about but if you in, in the Christian religion all you need is Christ and that comes first and there's no other add-ons the, the, the work of salvation has been done for you uh, again this is what we've been talking about this for the last several weeks the work of salvation has been done for you sanctification involves certain spiritual disciplines, practices, uh, a working and praying to avoid sin. You're never gonna you're never going to get away from it completely, but your 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 hope is the spirit. The spirit guides you. Um, it's making an external effort isn't going to work. It, it, transformation comes from within. So uh, and and don't get hung up and don't get hung up with people if you're a young person and you're you're at college or you're with some some Christian groups, that's good, but don't let them tell you that, you know, there are certain ways to do things or there's certain knowledge to have. Uh, you are a brother or sister in Christ from the moment you accept uh, the Lord into your heart. And there are, this isn't the Freemasons, there are no levels. <laughs> <laughs> you right. know, there are no, there you know, there are no ranks. There's like the, the boys. Yeah, it's not like boys. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you search. You're, so, um, you, the Lord wants you the way you are. He'll find plenty of work for you to do. Uh, don't, don't, don't let others control you. Right, <laughs> Professor. So Bill started out tonight, uh, telling about a fun incident he had Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you, don't get scammed by Christ and. Don't get scammed by, well, if you're really a true believer in Christ, then you're going to tithe and you're going to be at church every Sunday and you're going to volunteer for Sunday school and you're going to take the Lord's Supper three times a week and you're going to come up here on Wednesday night and then you're going to give so much. Don't get scammed by the, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this. Don't get scammed by, well, your faith just isn't strong enough if you're not a millionaire by the time you're 35. Yeah. Don't get scammed by all that. You know, figure it out that it's really all about having a new life in Christ. Next week, we get to start talking about what does that really mean? And, and I'm just going to tease that we're going to talk about the one way out of 14,605,000 possible outcomes. 
<laughs> oh, you're <Wow. laughs> You got my attention. Wow. Oh, he's going to so the gate, So the gate really is narrow. Uh, and my name is Bill Cox. And the final thought that uh, I would just like to throw in is uh, I just believe, uh, as simple as that is, and I also believe it's made my life better. Have I made mistakes uh, in my walk? Absolutely. Um, and I made one this Christmas Eve, but you know what? I'm not going to allow that to take my joy or allow it to taint me and my spirit. And don't think of yourself as being 12, 14, or 24 karat gold. You're, you're golden to God when you accept Christ. So, and with that, this is Man Up, Man Up Podcast number 137. Uh, we, if you're ever in the Sherland area, please stop in. Uh, invite people to join you while you listen to this podcast or, or come to Sherland Baptist and, uh, and shake our hand. We'd love to see you. But also, if you have the opportunity, please join a local Bible-based church. Get involved in a small group. Why local? So you'll go and you'll participate. And find a men only where you can be like with, with the great group of guys that we are here and put the man spin on this stuff. <clears throat> and if there isn't a man up group there, start one. This is Man Up! You've been listening to Man Up. You want Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.